This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. So, Jason, as we get started, let's talk about the Super Bowl champions, the Chiefs. I think more than anything, they got to find some more wideouts. Now, whether it's in the draft or yeah. free agency or however they're going to do it. But Rasheed Rice, he was accountable. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. Outside of that, I don't trust any of these guys. And believe it or not, Nicole Hardman, uh, Richie James, set to become free agent. Uh, They've got a bunch of other guys that are under contract, including Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling, which, again, I don't know what that means. Uh, Kadarius Toney's under contract. But but they've got to find some more wideouts. Guys, they do have six draft picks in this draft as we speak right now. Jason, do you just say, screw it, I take the best wide out at the end of this first round, whatever that is? Um, I'm not sure uh, about that approach. And obviously in this sport, free agency is going to come first, right? And I, I do think they'll be able to make some moves here. Um, you know, I, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see how they approach it. They could use another possession guy. They can obviously use a home run hitter. The deep ball just wasn't there, right? And Rice does a lot of nice things underneath. We know what Kelsey is, and he'll get some big plays yards after the catch, but he's not catching the ball 50 yards downfield. You know, MBS showed up a few times in the playoffs. I think he might be a bit of a salary cap casualty, though, when it's all said and done. If they can upgrade over him, then I think they'll move on from him. So, like, do, would they rather, like, rent a one-year mercenary potential deep guy like Brandon Cooks, right? And then lean into receiver in uh, in the draft. You know, do they go – like if Keenan Allen is cut by the Chargers, like I get it, he's not the downfield guy. But if you had Keenan Allen and Kelsey and Rice, you've now taken care of. I mean, short, intermediate, like intermediate slash deep. And then maybe you take a flyer on a deep guy in the draft. Um who can take the top off a little bit. Uh, You know, Mike Evans would be interesting. Again, more like the Keenan Allen possession guy at this stage, uh, but just a playmaker, a guy with a big catch radius, a guy who can just make something out of nothing. They probably need to do one of each, um, to be honest with you. But in terms of the draft, like if they stay at the back end of the draft, their tackle play really oscillated through the year, you know, and I know they made a splash signing a year ago and that dude, right. The first game of the year, he's lining up five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Like, <laughs> you know, do you want to run that back? You know, they, 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 they won one, you know, with Orlando Brown and company and decided they thought they could upgrade off of that. So I think there's probably going to be an offensive lineman just sitting there for them at the end of the first round. 
who they have a pretty high grade on, you know, who may start as a swing guy and then who knows, maybe take over sometime during the year. If that doesn't have to happen, then you've, you've got somebody long-term. But um, they've drafted incredibly well, especially on defense. Not a ton of holes there. Uh, their whole offseason to me is really about Chris Jones. And I'm sure they will make that happen. I'll be shocked if they don't make that happen. Yeah. But they've, they've got to make that happen. And I'm sure they'll also continue to throw resources into their defensive front. Um, you know, Karloftis, some of the young edge guys, I think, are coming along. But let's face it, Chris Jones is getting to a, a period now where he's not Chris Jones every week. Like Chris Jones, November, December's, he's going to have to manage himself. And they didn't have a deep enough rotation up front. Like they, they, they need to be able to go hopefully this year, seven deep, you know, hopefully your eighth guy, you're making, you know, you're making some decisions on game day or there's somebody on your practice squad who you think could play, you know, could be a rotational defensive lineman in this league. So I think those are some of their needs. Um, Brett Beach, Andy Reid do a tremendous job. The quarterback makes everybody better. Right. And I think we'll find out is the league, is the division catching up to them at all? You know, what, what is Sean Payton in year two? Uh, what is Antonio Pierce in year one, full-time NFL head coach? And how much of an impact does Harbaugh make? Because uh, let's be real, the rest of the division is obviously chasing. They have five guys on that D-line that are hitting for agency. And to your point, depth is an issue. The Chris Jones thing, listen, at the parade, you guys heard him. I'm not going nowhere. He wants to be there. I agree. He'll get his loot. He'll get his bag. The Donovan Smith thing is interesting. That's left tackle. He hits free agency. And that's, Jason, that's where I agree with you. If a an offensive lineman is there that has a high grade, you got to protect Patrick Mahomes. I think you you choose that potentially right now where we're at over the wide receiver situation because you could address that in free agency. But the Chiefs, here's what we're saying, guys. They have needs. They won, they won this the Super Bowl, but they still go into this offseason having needs. What we know about the Chiefs, though, is who no matter who's playing wide receiver, that guy, that, that 15 guy. He makes everybody better, right? Yes, sir. So you're going to be okay, even if you end up not getting, per se, the guy you want or the guy you target, but they've got a couple of needs. I, I just feel like that D-line depth is going to be an issue, even if you sign Chris Jones and then the O-line. But but the wide receiver spot for me is where they need to be. Six picks as we speak. It's Carl Dukes. It's Jason Lockham for It's in the huddle, guys, as we talk about the back half of the draft, all right? Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, 49ers. Let's get to the Ravens, because as good as they were, Jason, 29 players, free agents on this team. So all of a sudden now, Eric DaCosta's got a lot, that's a general manager, has got a lot of decisions to make when it comes to not only the O-line, which you're talking about Lamar, the linebacker situation, DBs, who's running the football. Like, I'm looking at this Ravens team, Jason, I'm going, they got a lot of stuff to cover here. Oh, yeah. This is not like they just go, all right, we're coming no. right back. We'll be yeah. in the AFC Championship game. No, they're not running it back. because, And also, we've talked about this in past episodes, a ton of brain drain on their defensive staff. They've been gutted. So, um, yes, they, they've it, like, uh, again, part of the, the reason people around here won't forget Todd Munkin and John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson decided they didn't need to run the football in that game is because 
they hadn't been in one of those games around here in like 50 years uh, hosting an AFC championship game. And, and yeah, there's, there's no guarantees you get back. And frankly, a whole hell of a lot of things are going to have to break right for them to get back. You know, this is the time of year where everybody um, has their list out, right? Best potential free agents. Trust me on my show. We talk about this four hours a day. We've seen them all. You're going to see six Ravens in everybody's top 50, top 60. And you're going to see if the people who really dive deep, you're going to see 12 or 13 Ravens free agents in most people's top 175, top 200 available. Um, yeah, the cap went up. Oh, the cap went up for everybody. The Ravens still versus most of the field are not in a great space to win bidding wars. And they don't generally want to win bidding wars. And this owner hasn't done a whole lot outside of the building, frankly, in free agency. And so when you don't really buy other people's players, and a lot of your best players are free agents, and it's your first full offseason with Lamar making this money, because remember last year the drama dragged out into the offseason, you know, there's certainly questions to be asked. Um, to me, the biggest deficiency on the team is the group of edge rushers. And you can say, well, how could you say that? They just led the league in sacks, and they were the first team in NFL history to be the number one scoring defense, lead the league in takeaways, and lead the league in sacks. And I'd say, well, let's look where those sacks came from. You know, and, and Clowney and Van Noy are free agents. Um, Justin Matabike will get franchise tag. I don't know that Justin Matabike is going to get 13 sacks again next year. Like, he might. Like, it might just be this ascendant thing. But that that's a big number. Um, and I can tell you this. They got, what, less than five total sacks or less than six, seven total sacks out of uh, Adafi Owe and David Ajabo. And that's a first-round pick. And, you know, they looked at Ajabo as basically a redshirt first-round pick. Remember, he hurt himself at Michigan on his pro day. The Ravens take him day two the following year, redshirt him year one. Year two was supposed to be his breakout. He had one sack week one, suffered a season-ending injury. The guy has not played much football in years. And he was supposed to be the person taking over for this, this you know, sort of passing of the baton from Judon and Suggs to these, you know, these young guys. Ty Spouser won't be back. He was a very, I don't even play last year, but he was a very useful edge defender for them in a multitude of ways. Um, I'm not sure if any of those guys are coming back. Like, you're not getting Jadavion Clowney for five, six million bucks. He's going to want 10. He was making yep. 10 a year in Cleveland. Like, yep. are they going to, are they going to do that? Are they going to be able to do that? You know, Van Noy's not coming back for a couple million. Guy almost had 10 sacks, didn't even play a whole season because he came off the couch in, in October. So I don't know how that's going to shape out, but there ain't a whole lot of there there in terms of pass rush with this team. 